Good morning, good morning, how are you? It is Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2024. My name is Richie Allen, and this is The Papers, which is very simple. Going to look at the front pages of the UK dailies right now, and then we'll open the papers. There are some really interesting things inside the British dailies today. Hope all is well with you this Tuesday morning. It's mild-ish, mild-ish, here in Salford. It's dry, and for this we are grateful. Today we'll start with The Guardian. Photograph of Yulia Navalny on the front page. The wife of the now deceased, maybe assassinated, Alexei Navalny. The headline reads on The Guardian. Stand with me, Yulia Navalny vows to continue husband's fight. That is a story which is uh, which appears on most of the front pages today. The death of Vladimir Putin's critic Alexei Navalny in Russia. The Guardian leading with a plea by his widow to stand with her. She urges the international community to support her and her husband's work following his death. Much of the Guardian's article quotes a video she published online. In the video she vows, I will continue Alexei Navalny's work. I want to live in a free Russia. I want to build a free Russia. Will Yulia lead opposition to Vladimir Putin? That's the Guardian. The Times, same story. Widow says Putin used Novichok to kill Navalny Novichok. <laughs> I don't find anyone's death funny. I'm not laughing at his death. But Novichok evokes memories of the wonderful bullshit story we were sold. What year was it? 2017, was it? When they told us that the Skripals, remember the Skripals in Salisbury and that story we were told about how Russia's FSB smeared Novichok on the door handle, the front door of the Skripals, Yulia and her father. You know, it wasn't Alexander Skripal, was it? My my memory isn't what it used to be, was it? Or was it Sergei Skripal? It was Sergei, was it? And Yulia, Sergei Skripal, that's right. <laughs> yes, and his daughter, yes, Sergei. The Skripals, Yulia and Alexander. Uh, what year did this happen again? I've got to... I've got to um, to look it up while I'm speaking with you. It makes me laugh. 18, it was in 2018. That's right, not 2017. We were told by the news, by the news media here, that former Russian military agent, intelligence officer, in fact, Sergei Skripa, was poisoned with Novichok. It was some yarn, if you remember. The nonsense, you know. But yeah, so his widow was telling... Anybody who listened, that is Navalny's widow, that Putin poisoned him with Novichok. A, 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 a notorious nerve agent, they're calling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, if you remember back to 2018 in Salisbury, after the agents of Putin smeared Novichok on the Skripal's front door, the Russian agents, the assassins, then threw away a little bottle containing the Novichok. Now, the bottle was a perfume bottle containing the Novichok. It was then allegedly found by a homeless man. 
<laughs> I'm not getting into it. It's the most ridiculous story of all time. The Daily Telegraph. US, headline, front page. US moves to block Israeli offensive is the headline. This is a claim that the US President Joe Biden will push for a vote on a temporary ceasefire at the United Nations as Israeli troops prepare to launch a ground offensive in Rafa. We will come back to that story shortly. The Daily Mirror, they are in our hearts and minds, is the headline. There's also a photo of the Prince of Wales, the heir to the throne. So the Mirror leads with Prince William's message of peace that highlights the human suffering of the Middle East war. What a load of crock. We'll leave that. Financial Times surge in pension fund buying drives revival in UK corporate bond market. Okay. The I, Labour set to pledge triple lock on UK state pension. What is this? Well, the I paper says that the policy, the triple lock, what does the triple lock mean? Well, it currently increases pensioners' earnings by £800 a year. Um, Economists, particularly conservative economists, say that the triple lock is unsustainable. The I-paper alleges that Labour will commit to maintaining it if Labour forms the next government. That's the I-paper. Daily Mail, hundreds of high-risk flights land in UK unchecked. What is that all about? Well, the Daily Mail says it has an exclusive. It quotes the Borders Watchdog, which says that hundreds of high-risk flights made on private jets are landing unchecked in the UK. Uh, The Daily Express PM, I know it's been tough, but our plan will boost Britain. This is um, the Express claiming an interview, an exclusive interview with Sunak, where he addresses the readers of the Express, urging them to stick with him. He has a plan that will lift Britain out of the gloom it currently finds itself in. That's the Express. Uh, Metro, beautiful souls, is the headline on the front page of the Metro. And that's a horrible story about three children who were found dead, believed to be murdered. The mother has been arrested, and it's just a horrible crime story. The Daily Star headline is Indiana Jones and the Indomitable Mrs. Mop. It's too early for me to be pronouncing indomitable. Indomitable. I can't say it. Indiana Jones and the Indomitable Mop. What's it about? Well, it's a perplexing story. um, And I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. Okay, I haven't read it, so let's leave it there and go inside the papers this morning. This is the papers for Tuesday, February 20th, and I'm Richie Allen. Thanks for listening. Inside Guardian, headline, Assange, court considers last-ditch bid to fight US extradition. So a two-day hearing begins today, and it is a vital hearing for Julian Assange, his wife Stella, and his supporters. Lawyers, for him, the founder of WikiLeaks, will attempt to fight his extradition to the US, where he could face life in prison if he's convicted of spying. The two-day hearing in the High Court will consider whether Australian-born Assange, 
who has been held in Belmarsh prison for almost five years, can be granted leave to appeal against an extradition decision made in 2022 by Priti Patel, the then Home Secretary. His supporters say if the court refuses, it would clear the way for him to be flown to the US amid fears for his deteriorating health. He has requested to appear in court in person, but is instead expected to appear via video link from Belmarsh. And I don't understand this. This is surely some violation of his of his rights, of his human right to be in court in, in person. Now, I don't know the law around this, but I'm, I'm guessing, I've read enough over the years, that this is wrong, that somehow, legally, there is no basis for forcing him to give his evidence via video link. You know, he's best served, isn't he? Better served by appearing in person. Mm. His wife says his life is at risk every single day he stays in prison. If he's extradited, he will die. So just to reiterate, Priti Patel, then Home Secretary, signed the extradition order. He's appealed it. Uh, this is the last chance saloon for him these two days, today and tomorrow. If it doesn't go his way, he will probably be placed on an airplane and sent to the United States of America. I've never been a fan of Julian Assange personally, but this is obviously very, very wrong. You might remember they leaked thousands of documents, many of them given to Assange by Bradley Manning, showing videos, including footage of a helicopter attack by US forces on unarmed people, including journalists. Um, he faces 175 years in jail if sent to the States. Let's look inside the Telegraph. Men and women's brains do work differently, scientists discover for the first time. So it's always been believed that the brains of men and women are different, or at least they behave differently. But there was never any physiological evidence. Now scientists believe they do have physiological evidence, right? So previously, no definitive proof of a difference in brain activity between men and women. But Stanford University has shown that it is possible to tell the sexes apart based on activity in hotspot areas. So they believe that now they can look at brains without knowing whether brain A or brain B is from a man or a woman, but they can tell, okay? According to the Telegraph, the limbic system is also implicated, which helps regulate emotion, memory, and deals with sexual stimulation and... St I can't pronounce that word. That's a bit mad. I think we'll just leave that alone and, and, and quit while, while, while I'm ahead. Um, Dr. V Dr. Vino Mernon, uh, Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioural Sciences at Stanford, said, this is a very strong piece of evidence that sex is a re robust determinant of human brain organisations. Our findings suggest that differences in brain activity patterns across key brain regions contribute to a sex-specific variations in cognitive functioning. It's well known that male and female chromosomes release sex-specific hormones in the brain, particularly in early development, puberty and during 
aging. The article goes on to say that women tend to be better at reading comprehension and writing ability on average and have good long-term memory. Conversely, men seem to have stronger visual and spatial awareness and better working memory. But scientists had struggled previously to spot these differences in neural activity. But now they use something called explainable AI, a type of computer learning which can sift through vast amounts of data to explain why an effect is taking place. Coupled with using MRI scans of working brains, they now believe, I got there in the end, they can tell a brain whether it is male or female using these techniques I just described. And this is a big breakthrough, they are saying. I don't know why it's a big breakthrough. Because if you've always known that women tend to be more proficient in certain areas and men more proficient in others, nature versus nurture, this type of thing, it doesn't matter that now, after all these years, you can use artificial intelligence to demonstrate it on a computer. Anyway, also in the Telegraph, US moves to stop Israel's invasion of Rafa. So last night, the US said that Israel's planned invasion of Rafa should not proceed under current circumstances as it sought to use the United Nations to hold fighting. Joe Biden is pushing for a UN vote on a temporary ceasefire in a break with the Israeli government as its troops prepare for an assault on the city in South Gaza, Rafa on the Egyptian border. In a draft resolution, the US warns that a ground offensive into the city where more than one million Palestinians are sheltering, would have serious implications for regional peace and security. The move comes as Israel has rebuffed efforts by frustrated Western allies to call off its planned invasion of Rafa, the only remaining city controlled by Hamas. A number of newspapers going with this, but I haven't seen the wording of the UN resolution, of the, excuse me, the US draft resolution. I haven't seen it uh, yet. I'll try and find it at some stage this morning. But is there any teeth, any threats in there about sanctions on Israel or about a no-fly zone over the city of Rafa? You know, a threat to shoot down Israeli jets. Any plans to put peacekeeping forces between the sheltering Palestinians in Rafa and the massed or massing Israeli defence forces. It's just more limp, empty bollocks from Biden and from the UK. Israel will do whatever Israel wants to do. And that I am sure of. It's terrible. It really is. I'll say no more about it right now. I'll be talking about it on the Richie Allen Show later on with a US academic who is an expert on Palestine. You don't want to miss this. Let's look inside the Express. Woke Brigade forces Lyle's Golden Syrup to ditch iconic logo. What's going on? According to the Express, it has been a kitchen cupboard staple in British homes for more than 150 years. But now Lyle's Golden Syrup, the go-to ingredient of homemaking, appears to be the latest product to fall victim to Woke. The sugary treats American makers have changed its iconic labelling which is an image of a dead lion swarmed by bees because it is offensive to youngsters, apparently. To youngsters. It's offensive to youngsters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's have a look. Eagle-eyed 
shoppers noted, noticed the logo and its biblical quotation, out of the strong came forth sweetness, um, has been sanitised and replaced by a modern rebrand. For decades, tins of Lyle's golden syrup featured a picture of the rotting carcass of a lion with a swarm of bees. The slogan was chosen by Abram Lyle. It's a reference to the biblical story in the book of Judge, in which Samson was travelling to the land of the Philistines in search of a wife. During the journey, he killed a lion, and when he passed the same spot on his return, he noticed a swarm of bees had formed a comb of honey in the carcass. Samson later turned this into a riddle at a wedding. Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. So that was it, the front, the, 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 the logo, the label of Lyles. It became the basis for the slogan slapped on tins of the sweet treat, which is made at the Tate and Lyle Syrup Refinery in London. In what was the world's longest unchanged brand packaging, but now it has been changed and replaced with simply the face of a lion. Robert Bargery of the Royal Fine Art Commission Trust said a successful brand with a solid reputation probably has more to lose than gain by going for a new logo. Not a good idea, thinks Robert Bargery. So they've changed it, removed the lion, the rotting carcass with the bees swarming around it, with, uh, replaced it with just the face of a lion because it was offensive to children. Yeah. Reminds me of the third book in the Silence of the Lambs trilogy, written by Thomas Harris. Uh, the, tr- the, the third book, pronounce your T-H's by, is uh, called Hannibal. It was turned into a film um, called Hannibal, starring Anthony Hopkins and Julianne Moore played Clarice Starling. But in the book, Hannibal Lecter writes Clarice Starling a beautiful handwritten note. He is hiding out in Florence in Italy and he writes her a beautiful note. And among the many, the many things he says in the note, he says to Clarice Starling, you are the answer to Samson's riddle, Clarice, he says. You are the honey in the lion, which is a beautiful romantic thing to say. Yeah, spoiler alert, in the book Hannibal, it, it ends, it concludes with Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling running away together. Yeah, but they didn't have the balls to end the film uh, that way, so they changed the ending of the movie, thinking that people would be absolutely aghast, you know, at the idea that Clarice would eventually fall in love with Hannibal and would run away with him. The book, by the way, uh, Thomas Harris's Hannibal, is one of the greatest books, uh, fiction, thrillers I've ever read. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's perfectly plausible when you read the book that Hannibal and Clarice would ultimately hook up together. I know, I know. Look, it's early in the morning. It's only 6.29 as I record this. The Times. Let's look inside The Times. Urgent medical deliveries could soon be made by drone. Oh, yes. New rules allowing drones to operate freely near buildings and infrastructure will open the door to deliveries, including flying urgent medicine supplies to emergencies. They always sell this crazy dystopian shit with benefits that are hard to argue against, don't they? 
Who could argue against it? You know, changing civil aviation rules to allow drones to fly around cities and towns. Well, we'll be able to get emergency medicine to people much quicker. Very difficult to argue against this. The Civil Aviation Authority will publish proposals today to allow drones to fly alongside other aircraft without the need to be segregated and beyond the sight of a pilot. Uh, The move will initially allow drones to play a greater role in the fast delivery of medicines as well as inspecting critical infrastructure such as railway lines, power lines and roads but it will eventually give way uh, for for a far greater use of the technology, including commercial parcel deliveries by the likes of Amazon. Yes, that's where it's all going. And the Times includes a number of quotes from people who say, this is wonderfully positive, it's great. The drones would have cameras all over them. There will be no place on earth, dear listener, where you will be able to enjoy a bit of privacy and maybe that's what it's really all about. Because I don't think that there are any issues or any problems with the way goods are currently delivered to homes. It seems to be working fine and dandy, if you ask me. Amazon's fucking vans are taking over our highways and byways. They are everywhere. And when I order something from Amazon, most of which I try not to, I try to buy from mom and pop stores. I really do, by the way. In fact, I'm just about to buy a pair of headphones from a family-run business rather than buy them on Amazon. Um, I would save about 25 quid buying them on Amazon, but I will buy them from the mom and pop store, honestly, from an online store run by a British couple. Yeah, yeah, I'm not virtual signalling, but I do my best to avoid Amazon. Sometimes it's difficult to avoid Amazon, and you order and it'll, it'll have it there on the day. So there's no need for drones, not really. But drones will be flying everywhere soon. We, we will be living, our lives will be very similar to the lives of people who live in the fictional world of the Blade Runner films. It's going to be insane, this future, which is on our doorsteps. Yeah, that's the mail. Sorry, that's the Times. That story is inside the Times. Inside the Daily Mail. Health warning over vitamin added to breakfast cereals pasta and bread as scientists say it may be a significant driver of heart attacks and strokes what are they talking about is they're talking about niacin or niacin n-i-a-c-i-n found in many breakfast cereals and other enriched or fortified products is a common b vitamin previously recommended to lower cholesterol it's everywhere is niacin But researchers found a chemical called 4PY, which is created when the body breaks down excess niacin, and this is strongly associated with heart attack, strokes and cardiac conditions. So if you get excess niacin, your body will create a chemical called 4PY, and this could lead to a heart attack or a stroke. Dr. Stanley Hazen of the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio where else, said niacin could be a previously unrecognised yet significant contributor to the development of cardiovascular disease. Jesus. For decades it has been a legal requirement to fortify all white flour sold in the UK with niacin. The amount that must be added, 2.4 milligrams per 100 grams, was increased by the government in 2022. 
was it now increased is the amount that must be added? It was, and Stanley Hazen says this could cause your body to create 4PY, and that might lead to a stroke. That is a public interest story in the Mail today. According to the NHS, the recommended daily allowance of niacin is 16.5 milligrams for men and 13.2 milligrams for women. Hmm. But Stanley Hazen is saying, be very careful. It could be causing strokes and heart attacks. Forced medication, isn't it? Medica- it is, I mean, it's some sort of forced medication, putting, you know, like folic acid in bread and all of this nonsense. Fluoride in the water. Yeah, sure, we've spoken about that so many times on the Richie Allen Show. Now, the mail is running with what it says is an exclusive today. And the story, the the, the mail exclusive, that is, has also been picked, picked up by other newspapers, but also by the broadcast media this morning. What are you talking about, Paulie? Spit it out, you scream. Okay. The mail headline inside the paper. It's like we're in 1930s Germany. Hmm. A Jewish father has revealed his family feels like a target after their five-month-old daughter's birth certificate was returned from the Home Office, ripped with the birthplace of the father scribbled out. What's going on? The father of three, who lives in Edgware, North London, the Jewish man, said his wife was left in disbelief when she opened the envelope only to find the baby's identification papers had been tampered with. She found it was ripped halfway through and my place of birth, which was Israel, had been scribbled out with a pen, said the father, who's a 32-year-old engineer. We felt as if we'd been taken back to 1930s Germany, where the Nazis would put notes on Jewish people's documentation. Oh, please, fuck off. Fuck off. This is mischief and silliness by the people responsible for creating the birth cert at the hospital. That's all it is. You haven't been transported to 1930s Germany, you fucking mong moron. So anyway, he gave this crap to the Campaign Against Anti-Semitism, which claims to be a charity, which isn't. It's a, it's a Zionist attack dog. It's all it is. It's run by a goon called Gideon Falter. It's not a charity. It's an agent of Zionism which attempts to destroy and discredit people in the UK who criticise Israel or challenge Israel's right to exist or its policies towards the Palestinians, right? That's what the campaign against anti-Semitism is. So this Jewish father, who nearly had a heart attack when he saw that the birth cert had been torn and somebody had scribbled out his place of birth, which is Israel, says, well, I feel like I'm living in 1930s Germany. Fuck off. There's so much wrong with that. I mean, Jews escaped Germany and came here. One of the most tolerant places on planet Earth, the UK. We know this. Kinder transport and all of that. We know this, right? So he goes on to whinge to the Daily Mail and whinge about how the Home Office is in charge of our safety. And the Home Office deals with birth certificates. How could we be sent back such a terrible birth certificate? It's, it's indicative of, of, of how terrifying it is for Jews in the UK. No, no, it isn't, dickhead. It's mischief making. It's just some dickhead who's um, done something they shouldn't have done. It's wrong to scribble out your place of birth. And if it came back torn, 
the birth certificate is not good. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not in, in any way endorsing it. But it's just silliness. You know, these are these are weird times we live in. You know, I just put it down to just a bit of a bollocks, basically, working at the hospital or at the home office and just get over it. It's just like there's a there's a there's a statue of Amy Winehouse in Camden, isn't there? And the statue um, has a Star of David on it. And um, somebody recently put a little pendant over the neck of the statue of Amy Winehouse with Free Palestine, with a badge which says Free Palestine. And the badge was positioned to cover up the Star of David. And some Jews went into meltdown again. It's like Nazi Germany. No, it isn't. It's just people behaving a bit stupidly and a bit foolishly. Grow a thick skin, get over it and fucking get on with your life is what I would say to the Jewish daddy, you know. Nobody in this country blames Jews for the actions of the Israeli government. They just do not, you know. Maybe one or two, but largely, you know, the, 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 the great majority of people do not lay the blame for what's happening in Palestine at the feet of British Jews. They never have done, and they never will. So get over yourselves. That's pretty much it for today's edition of The Papers. Thank you so much for listening to it. I really appreciate you. Now, The Richie Allen Show will be live at 4 o'clock UK time this afternoon. I hope to have your company. You know you're always welcome, right? Do download the app. There is an app for The Richie Allen Show. You'll find it wherever you get your apps. Google Play or Apple's App Store. If it tells you the app isn't available in your country, download a VPN, a virtual private network, and you will be able to download the app. It is very straightforward. So until four o'clock then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Bye for me. Bye.